you long. I've been holding for so long, so long. And I don't want to start, I don't want to start. Tell me where you hide, where do you go? Tell me if she nice, she knows I know. Tell me why you lie, tell me why. I don't want to Another live episode of Guide Live B2B Jam Session with your boy Tim Salamis, the future of work, CEO of Guide. Today I'm joined by a really, really awesome woman and guest, phenomenal leader, man. And we're going to dive deep on all things AI and the amazing company that she's building. But before I go in and talk with her, I want to show love to Oakland. Happy, 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 happy evening. Oakland. Happy Thursday. I hope you're doing well wherever you're tuning in from. And shout out to everyone that's tuning in from all around the world right now. Shout out to Caddy. Hey, Mrs. Jordan, what's up from Vancouver, British Columbia? Shout out to Angela, lip sync Tim. <laughs> you know, I try to do I try to do my best when it comes to lip syncing. And shout out to Mr. Chris, bro. He's a guitar loving guy. Is it bad that he had to Shazam the tune? <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. You know, I'm listening to I Wish I Missed My Ex 
by Mahalia. So if you are missing your ex right now, check out Mahalia and that hot tune. And, you know, before I go in and actually talk about the guest I have on today, first of all, I want you to know that she's amazing. She has been killing it for years doing what she's doing and building the future of work, literally. Kate Bradley Turnus is the founder and CEO of Lately.ai, which uses AI to automatically learn what sales and marketing messaging your customers are most likely to engage with so you can stop guessing, like literally stop assuming what they need and how to enable them. They know already with their tool. It then builds a writing model based on this data to transform long-form content like blogs, podcasts, and videos into droves of targeted pre-vetted social posts in multiple languages. And I've actually seen this tool. It's a beast. Literally, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. And she's going to share a little bit more about it with us. With that said, you know what? Let's bring Kate on. Hey, Kate. Hi. <laughs> What's up? This is the coolest podcast I've been on yet. Sorry, other people. I mean, I'm just saying it straight. Like, <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Kate. We appreciate you. you. How are you holding up? You're currently in, in, in Hawaii, right? I'm in Hawaii. Yeah, I'm you're deep in Hawaii. No, I'm just kidding. What did you say? <laughs> you're currently in NY, right? Oh, NY. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in NY, but not the sea. Like I'm, I'm up two hours north in the Hudson Valley, so it's um very safe where I am and pretty chill. Like there's a farmland all around me, so you know this is where I live. I didn't, I didn't escape here. This is where I normally live. <laughs> just so you know, those those escapees who are now like, did you know our population increased thirty percent in the last four months here? Yeah, no, I mean really. And this is wow. Cowtown, like, so it's just like, what are you people doing here? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, everyone's moving back to the rural areas, man. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's so. I mean, we have to talk about the weirdness. Like, everybody has to open a conversation with the weirdness. It's weird. It's not. Un, it's not going away. Weird. Like, you yeah. know, you get used to it for one second, and then like some other shizzle hits the fan. And you're like, wow. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, the but the innovation. You, mm. I'm seeing it. You're seeing it. Um, that is exciting to be a part of, right? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about that because you've been building lately for quite some time. And you all have been innovating greatly. But what inspired you to actually start building your company? And kind of where did it all stem from? Who was Kate before lately? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, um, so, so I was a rock and roll DJ, right? Wow. Um, so my, I wasn't as good as you clearly, but, um, <laughs> my, my last gig was broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day for XM satellite radio. And, um, that was a wild ride. I, I loved the ride. Um, and I was really lucky. It got to be in radio where we picked our own songs, you yeah. know, and the theater of the mind was, was all about our, our job, like making you feel that even though I had the microphone, that you were on the journey with me, right? And that you had a say, you had a voice, even though I'm the voice technically, right? Yeah. So that was really fun. Um, and, you know, I think about that, of course, in marketing, you know, how, how lately works now. But as I was working at, in radio, the culture in radio, Tim, is still is today. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. It's it's totally like boys club, right? Um, sexual harassment is part of the deal and uh, hostile workplace and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't even know that was wrong. And I totally like played into it. Like, cause you know, <laughs> it seemed normal and you know, I'm not very offended person, but actually by a lot of stuff, but interestingly, the sexual harassment didn't offend me. What offended me was the hostile work environment and like mm -hmm. feeling that, 
this constant state of panic and that my ideas weren't credited and like that I was scared, but I didn't know who to tell. Mm. Um, anyways, and it was just a really, I was young, you know, I didn't, I had to have people later on tell me like, you know, this is not cool what you had to go through. And I was like, really? So my body just started screaming at me and telling me that it wasn't right. And I, I didn't listen. <laughs> right. And then it got louder. Um, and so finally it incapacitated me and I, I moved to another company, another boys club, another music company. And I still couldn't figure out why was I so unhappy? And I was crying all the time. I was one of those girls, you know, <laughs> I wasn't fun to be around and my dad just had it. And so one day I was visiting them and I was crying and he shook me by the shoulders and he was like, Hey, you can't work for other people anymore. Mm. And there's no shame in that. Right. Mm. Um, which was interesting, like his words were really clear to me because what I felt was shame. I felt this terrible, deep shame that I was doing it wrong. You know, I was disappointing my male bosses and that was weird. Um, but what was great was then I read a self-help book. <laughs> it's so embarrassing, but <laughs> I did. <laughs> it was a couple things all that came like at once, like a confluence of things. So yeah, so the self-help book was the secret. Did you read that book? I have actually skimmed through that book before. Oh my god! Okay, so you're just as uncool as me. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, great. So it's a terrible book. It's just so poorly written. Actually, god, I was a fiction writing major, and I was like, God, this book sucks. And I, the whole time, I read it like this, you know. Um, <laughs> but I knew something had to change, and like I remember thinking about the book and what I was what was coming out of my mouth all the time and all I was saying all the time was how much I hated my job and my work and my life mm. and I smoked all the time like everything was toxic you know mm. and so I thought oh well <laughs> I guess like if I'm thinking I suck all the time I suck so I probably need to change that pattern you know and my husband gave me a classic startup book at the time called or now even um Guy Kawasaki's Art of the Start you know that book yeah Guy Kawasaki I love yeah. it Guy's so cool. Like I actually met him at South by like 20 oh. years ago. I'm, I'm old. Um, <laughs> before I even knew the book existed. Like I didn't even know who he was. I took a picture pretending it was cool. I showed my friends around like it was cool. And they're like, Guy Kawasaki. And I'm like, I don't know who he is. <laughs> but um, so like right in the beginning of the book, it says, don't make a plan. My nose is just sorry. Just get started. And mm -hmm. then I was like, well, I don't need to read this book anymore, obviously. Like, let's yeah, get started. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I chucked it. And um, like the next day, this is so serendipitous. So the next day, my um, I had lunch with some guys who were my first investors. And they gave me 50000 bucks that week to start my first company. Um, and the by the way, the reason that they did, and I didn't even realize this, was like I... I was just myself and myself, as maybe you can tell, isn't very polished. <laughs> like just today, someone was like, don't say F-bombs during this meeting. And I was like, oh, F that, you know, because like, <laughs> it's not my nature. Yeah. Um, but I was myself with them and they liked, they liked that. And, and we're, they're the first people that I realized we're acknowledging that. And that now that I look back, I can see the the mentors that I've worked well with over my life always did, but I didn't understand that, you know? Um, and um, this is a long story. How you doing? <laughs> so no, no, I think, I think this is important too in terms of what you're saying. It's like, it's one of the things that's actually a core virtue for us within Guy. And often a lot of people are scared to be authentic, but 
you know, an authentic journey leads to, you know, you being able to build movements just such as the one that you built lately. Would love for you to share a little bit more about kind of, you know, since when that moment happened where they invested in your company, what did that feel like for you? Um, so I have this weird thing where like when people ask me questions like that, it's I it feels like duh. <laughs> you know like of course like that's yeah. how i i live my life like that well of course this is happening yeah. and it's not because i'm an ego maniac yeah. or anything it's just because i don't imagine another thing or or it's also because i don't give myself credit for for owning it like i don't um constantly like constantly other people are having to say do you know that you did this and i'm like what are you talking about it's just the way it is like yeah. of course i would do it this way you know yeah. um but but um, I did feel I did feel a sense of relief, a great sense of relief, because in that moment, Tim, I knew the key thing, which is which is, by the way, it's just how how I try to run lately and treat my employees is for me, working with a-holes was much more stressful and painful mm -hmm. than maybe not knowing where my next paycheck is coming from. OK, right now, that's a pretty big stress on both sides. Right. Yeah. So for me, like my body, like literally, I mean, I, I have a partial permanent disability. I had uh, surgery. I was having all these things happen to me. And when I flipped that, like, you know, it was a different, different understanding. So, um, and the reason, by the way, that that affects how, how we work at Lately now is I think about a couple of those things I just said, um, like not working with a-holes, but then also um, letting giving people empowering them to run right i'm a wild horse if you tether me i'm not going to win that race for you no yeah. way in hell right but if you let me go man i'm gonna kill it i'm gonna leave them in the dust i love that right and i treat other people like that too now that's to a fault sometimes because some people need to be you know steered a little bit right mm -hmm. um and it's not my best quality frankly because i don't like that but i feel like it gives people the the permission and the power to do to 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 be their best humans you know yeah. um, and it makes for you know a much more interesting horse race <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it's funny too because you know a part of your your background is that you actually had the idea of lately started when you worked with walmart and you were doing all of these different social media management tasks and you're like i need one powerhouse tool that solves it all for me you know, talk, walk through some of like the challenges that you faced when you were kind of starting your entrepreneurial journey there. And like, what were the pain points that were coming to you? But like, how did it like feel kind of going through the roadblocks and saying like, there's nothing like this that exists for me. Why hasn't somebody built this? Yeah. So, you know, it was so interesting because like, so I had, I had been in corporate life before I was at XM before Walmart and I was at IBM too, actually, um, which is kind of unimaginable. And, um, and I was, I brought it, was brought into the Walmart project as a consultant. Um, and so I didn't like necessarily work for them, but bam, like all that corporate culture was still, you know, right there, which is kind of amazing. And, and my body was reacting again, by the way, and I wasn't listening. Um, but my, the first thing I thought was, so so this was Walmart collaborating with United Way Worldwide, National Disability Institute, the IRS, Bank of America, AT&T, all of their respective franchises, and then tens of thousands of small and medium businesses and nonprofits. So like a lot of different people and marketers. And my first thought was like, what a freaking mess. I can't even think about this. I can't even start doing my job until I organize it. And so I, I built a spreadsheet for myself and no. I showed it to the 
my the leader I was working with, and she was like, "You got to show this to Walmart." And like when I first brought it to them, there was a lot of resistance, right? Because I didn't come from co- corporate culture, and they're like, "Who the hell are you, cowgirl? You know, like rock and roll DJ? What are you doing?" Um, and it took a while, and it wasn't until um, really the second year when like I had the proof to show them, you know. But I was like the first year, I basically said, "Hey guys, instead of." taking the data at the end of this uh, campaign and using it to figure out what we're going to do next year. Like, why don't we learn from it like every day (laughs) and improve what we're doing? And even that concept was like, you know, new, this is, you know, a little over a decade ago. So, you know, life has changed, but, (laughs) right. (laughs) Um, But, but so that was, that was really interesting. And then, and, and, but the, I mean, I just was, like I said, I had blinders on. I didn't really hear the resistance because that's not my nature. I was just like, this is the way to do it. People were doing it, you know? Um, and I saw organizational problems at first, like there's a lot of redundancies and then there's a lot of inconsistency. And like, I wasn't a marketer. I didn't go to marketing school, but I did write hundreds and hundreds of commercials <laughs> for radio and mine were really good. Um, and I was a fiction writing major. So like, I knew that. And I had worked at these large corporations where people were collaborating in, in large CRM. So I understood the the need for like this kind of um, ease of use on a, on a large scale. Um, so my spreadsheet system was designed to kind of unify this mess, but then also what came out of it was a feature. So like one of the things I did for Walmart turned out to be the most valuable thing that Lately turned into, right? So Lately didn't start out as an AI tool for, for writing content, right? It started out as a content organizational tool. And as we were pitching it and selling it, we realized what you're already realizing, which was like boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nobody wanted like organization, even though it was really valuable. Mm -hmm. The thing that we learned was valuable to you, to you all, was two things. Um, Number one, writing, you know, so if you have AI that's writing content for you and doing a really good job, that's super Mm -hmm. valuable because writing is a big blocker for people. Marketers, they hate writing and they're bad at it. People, you know, like, God, God help us. Um, but then like, I'm I always, easy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You're, you're unique, you know, like, but like a lot of people, I always think of Valentine's day, like, Oh my God, <laughs> everyone's a poet suddenly. And you're like, hey. <laughs> right. Uh, um, but uh, then the other thing is the unlock of the content that we've, mm-hmm. we've recently been learning how to um, sell this and understand the value and the pain point. So like you, you've got these podcasts, other people have these podcasts and and what do you do with them? Right. So you might do some pre-sell and then afterwards, does it just get posted somewhere? Like maybe you do a couple social posts about it. So lately is designed to instantly take it apart, give you a hundred mini movie trailers of every awesome thing that you or I say, which is you know, a lot of awesome things yeah. <laughs> and make it into like memes for people to share because that's what people do share. They don't share, they don't know who Kate Bradley Turnus is. Nobody gives, nobody gives a thing, right? But they will be interested to know that like, you know, hey, this crazy rock and roll DJ started her own company. Maybe I can do that too, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so those little bite-sized snippets, Mm -hmm. but the the powerful thing about your platform is that it literally chunks Mm -hmm. it all automatically and you don't even have to think about it in seconds. And you know, when I was actually getting a demo of it, I was like, Oh my God! No wonder Gary Vee's using this. 
Gary more about you know some of the people because you you know in the journey of you build, building lately you've actually met some really amazing people Gary V included using lately to actually pump out a lot of his you know just powerhouse of content how did that experience happen for you Kate yeah and, and Gary is genuinely a really kind and generous person um, and it happened um, because actually one of my teammates. Um, saw that Gary posted online a, a little snippet on LinkedIn that said, oh, if there was only AI that would automatically chunk my long-form content into 40 social posts, you know, that'd be amazing. And we were like, <laughs> that's awesome, oh my God. And so we all piled on and then we called our friends to pile on and our customers and we we boosted the, the comment at, to the top. Um, and then we were able to get a demo with his team, Team Gary V. That's his his private team who does his personal messaging. Um, and then as we were working with them, um, Jim Thompson, he's been an amazing person to work with, Jim and May and, and Ragan. Um, and, you know, we got into March and we released this feature, the one that you saw. Um, because customer, other customers were demanding it. And I was actually trying to have interns doing this for me by hand, taking apart podcasts, right? And we released it and Jim showed it to Gary and Gary was like, who are those people? I need to know them now. Because <laughs> it was clear to him. I mean, it was clear to us for a long time that he was our poster boy, right? But like suddenly it was crystal clear to him, right? Um, and it's that unlock, which is the thing. Like we... We content creators, whoever you are out there, whether you're writing blogs or audio or books or even newsletters, um, like this, that stuff takes hours to do. And then most of the time it just collects dust in like the garage of internet land. You know, that's not a cool garage at all, wherever it is. Not a good one. Yeah, it's not even a garage. It's a shack out back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so lately gives you the ability to like unlock all those little nuggets and then use them. So like if you had a hundred social posts about something, you do want to use them, right? So I, I think about this, sorry, like to go on about lately. And it's not my point because you guys can do this manually. You don't need my my company to do it if you really want to. Um, but like, you know, the if you take a piece of content, break it out into pieces, this is what I did with Walmart, and you publish it once a week for the next 200 weeks, mm -hmm. you're making the new, you're making your legacy content, legacy content, you're making it legacy content, right? And you're making the new evergreen, evergreen that's not spam, mm -hmm. right? So it has infinite more life, infinite more eyeballs. Um, it's just making use of what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. right? It's so interesting. I mean, I think as an, as an entrepreneur, you know this, you know, you're, you you know this space so well. You know, I want you to share, and I want to show love to our amazing community that's tuning in. Much love to Lauren, who says a match made in heaven. Shout out to Lauren. Love your LinkedIn picture. Much Hello. love to Franklin, who's saying you got to keep scrolling and scrolling in your phone. Lol. <laughs> Thanks, Franklin. Appreciate that interesting comment. You know, hey, Franklin. <laughs> this is Jordan. Hey, Caddy. Hey, Caddy. I don't know if it's Caddy or Katie, but I'm going to go ahead and call Hey, Katie. Hey, Mrs. Jordan. The unlock of content is key. It is king. Couldn't even agree more and she was feeling you on what you said in terms of everyone is a poet when it comes to Valentine. oh my god <laughs> Jordan. so bad and so much love to to you know who mrs jordan who said true negative breeds negative you definitely don't want to work in a negative toxic work environment a hundred and ten percent you know shout out to raj who's tuning in from atl we usually have a global audience. So Raj, thank you so much for spending your afternoon with us from ATL. You know, I want to ask you, because we have someone that actually asked, Franklin asked, 
what are the best tools for organizations? So what are the power tools that Lately uses to keep things in operations? Yeah, so we use Slack. We live and die by Slack. Um, we've been Zoomers for a long time, long before COVID. Um, and we use Asana and we use Google Docs. Like that's our, those are our key, you know, core things. I mean, my tech team uses GitHub um, as well, but that's where we, and Zendesk actually, um, where we live and breathe. Slack is our main, you know, lifeblood. Like, and, and I'm pretty proud. Like, my Slack account, we're we're fun. <laughs> we're fun and we're funny, and I, it's better than any waterfall. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great. I mean, we've one of the things that, you know, about organization mm. is. Um, it's only, by the way, the, the tools are only as good as people who actually use them. So it doesn't really matter what you're using as long as the whole team agrees to use it, right? That's that's all that matters. Um, and it's but, simple to use, too. There's, there's a lot of tools out there that's like, oh, my God. I wouldn't even put this in front of a grandma. <laughs> yeah, it's true, right? You just, the simple to use is, is and the, but the enforcement is really the, really the key. We learned this because we've, we've done, you know, done, oh, we use Nimble too. My, my, that's our CRM for my, my sales team. Um, shout out to John Farrar from Nimble. Um, but, you know, the, the thing that's important also is, you know, we've been a remote team for, for since the beginning. Like this is not, again, not a new lifestyle for us. And so figuring out how to use those tools in a way that feels natural to help each other and then to communicate our own humanness and our personality through, you know, virtual tools, which is what we do, is something that we've really excelled at as a team and that I encourage, of course. I mean, I, I not more than encourage, like I require it and, and um, propagate it. Um, but that's how like our work culture stays on fire, right? Like I love these people. I would rather hang out with them than <laughs> other people know that maybe someone else. <laughs> and, 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 and I want to ask you because you know there you actually shared before we you know we, we went live and and you joined us um, on today's episode is that there was a point actually that your team. You know, you act, they actually went unpaid for over 18 months. Still. Yeah. You know, like share a little bit more about what was that experience like and, you know, how did that affect you as an entrepreneur and how did you, how are you overcoming it? Well, I feel bad. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, real bad. Like I cry over this. I, this is what keeps me up at night. Like, I mean, I work for, I work for myself, obviously, and my, and my family. Um, and my, but I mean, the order goes team, customers family investors yeah. like that's how i that's who i work for right it's a little bit backwards but um the you know the team it, you know being a startup entrepreneur is, is a challenge tim right like everyone has the same challenges and you're just getting punched in the face all day long um, <laughs> it's true you gotta love you it <laughs> yeah you gotta love it and i obviously I do it's a sickness like i'm addicted to it i love it you know the, and once in a while today this morning it actually got to me for a little bit but it doesn't doesn't that often but it's the reason it doesn't is because mm. i mean of course my family and my friends but like my team picks me up when i'm down or they can stand in my place when i need to like you know go hit my head in the sand um and we didn't raise i didn't raise i had a a year and a half ago i had two million dollars circled i couldn't find a lead and i had to drop the burn of the company from a hundred thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars and I, I had to ask these people and this is not the first time but i had to ask them hey can you not take a paycheck for a month, two months, how about another month? Can you do that? Can you give up your paycheck this month so this person could get paid? Hey, can you guys all give your paychecks for a few months so we can bring in a new salesperson to try to sell, help us figure out what's wrong? Oh, they 
totally effed up and didn't work at all. Sorry, I just like wasted all your salaries on a bad choice I made. You know, like this is what it's like. And then um, mm. the we we actually took another risk. We worked really hard to get into a, a pretty famous accelerator in Silicon Valley. We did it. And I came out of that in the top three of the class. I won the last demo day. I had a term sheet in hand and $4 million circle. And then the world exploded. And so I didn't raise again. And it's only recently that I'm not crying when I'm telling you this because my the way that I felt mm. was that I, I failed again. Like I failed these people again. Oh my God, I should just pack it up. How can I even call myself a CEO? I'm a failure twice, mm. you know? Um, and sometimes I still feel that way, but there are so many, I mean, now it's at this point now we're like, I mean, today, like we had a 27% increase in MRR. Thank you so much team uh, <laughs> this month, 15% last month, 72% since February. Okay. That's some major numbers. I got Gary V in my corner. I got 300 customers. I got people like you in my life. I mean, we get pressed to no end, right? It's not because we don't know what the hell we're doing. I check all the boxes, Tim. I check them hard. But you know why? I mean, what what's in the way? Guess what? I got boobs. Yeah. That's what's in the way. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and it, it's, 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 it's powerful how resilient you are to kind of like still leading your movement with lately and overcoming all these challenges because it's not easy fundraising. <laughs> and I say this someone that's fundraising as well. You know it? Yeah. And, and, you know, and actually going through the cycles. And I think one of the biggest things is that what And you're black. I mean, like, sorry, let's just be honest. Like that, forget 98% for you. It's like 10,000%. Like, yeah. And the, odds, the odds are always stacked against us, right? Easy yeah. Way. And I think, you know, what, what I love about entrepreneurship, what I love about leadership is like this opportunity to completely redefine the mold. And I even think right now in the current climate, with everything that COVID-19 has caused, it's causing more broader conversations on like, what does the next 10 years, 15 years, 20 years look like for private equity, for entrepreneurship? But one of the things that I really love about the movement that you've been leading with lately is like this really ruthless focus on your value, right? And the movement that you all are leading. And I think fundamentally, like the, the le leadership, right? And I think right now in the time where, you know, we are looking for better leaders in the world, you know, you are doing a phenomenal job, Kay, is oh, one thing. And, 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 you know, and I think that you are, I think you continue to inspire your team. So you definitely should be proud of that. Thanks. Uh, that means a lot coming from you. And I, uh, <laughs> I don't feel like a great leader. Like, you know, I, I have to say, because like, I'm still, I still can't close this damn deal. And, uh, it, it like today we had a team, we had our, we have a weekly core meeting and, um, I'm like, I said to everybody, okay, I was like, okay, what are we doing wrong? <laughs> yeah. what, what are we doing wrong? And like my CTO piped up and he's like, um, we just had $43,000 in MRR. <laughs> I think we should like celebrate what we just did right. And I'm like, I know I'm like the worst because like all I'm thinking is I'm still not able to pay some of those people, you know, mm -hmm. or I still haven't achieved this milestone. And I don't, I don't feel like a good leader. I feel like a bossy bitch a lot of the time, to be honest with you. And I'm not a great wife, you know, sometimes and not a great friend sometimes because like I'm doing this instead of being a good friend. Well, you know, I mean, I am, um, so it's just such a yo it's such a it's it's a roller coaster you know you're doing it too
yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I want to ask you, you know, what have been your, you know, key learnings, even like pushing through with COVID and what do you kind of, what are your practical takeaways for entrepreneurs who, who want to build a movement similar to the ones that you all are building with lately, but they don't know where to start and they don't really have the resilience. Yeah. That's the hardest part, right? Like get, finding that resilience. And and I think you either have it or you don't. I hate to say it, Tim, it's yeah. not a learned behavior, yeah. right? Like there's just some people that do or don't, and that's fine. The world needs what I used to say from radio is broadcasters and fans, right? We, yeah. we, we both need each other real bad, right? So if you're going to be a fan, just be the best damn fan you can be. <laughs> um, I think that like what I'm trying to practice right now is just lift other people up, whether it's lifting you up or lifting Lauren up or maybe my mom, my mom who's living with me, you know, who, you know, I could be nicer too sometimes. I really could be, you know, um, or maybe it's like, I saw a guy directing traffic today and like, you know, he's just like standing there in the sun, sweating his behind goes off and like, he's trying to drive traffic and this woman is driving right at him, not paying attention at all. And he's like, Hey, and she, she like drew close to him and she, you could see, she gave him some words and she drove by and I was just like, wow. And I just keep thinking like of all times, that's bad behavior. But like in global pandemic is the time just to be nice, you know. And so I just rolled down my window when I drove by and I said, thank you. <laughs> that's all. Like maybe I'm a dork. But I just waved and said, thank you. <laughs> this poor guy standing in the thing, you know, the heat. Um, and that's what I think about is like the the lessons learned right now are a couple of things. Number one, selling is not shameful in a global pandemic or in a crisis at any time. It's not, I mean, it's human nature. We're, you know, capitalism is human nature. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I think also um, touchy feely is not me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Just not my nature. And so you can do good in the world, not for free. Again, this is like back to this idea. Um, and you can also be judicious about the time you spend doing good in the world, right? Like I don't have time to help everybody who asks me for help. I don't. And I have to be really careful about who I choose to do that because I have to think about what my priorities are. My priorities are, are the people in the chat right here. Yeah. Um, my, some of those people are my team, right? That's, that's my priorities, but that's, that's hard. And I have to say to myself, it's okay. It's okay. You know, not to take this meeting with this other entrepreneur who wants me to, you know, pick my brain. Like anybody who says pick your brain, let me tell you. Yeah. Pick your brain says like, hey, can I have your advice for free and waste your time for an hour? That's what that means, right? No, don't say that. Don't say that. But I think too, like if the other thing is like, like we were talking about innovation in the beginning of this, like now is the time. If you did have an idea, what's really cool right now is people are way more accepting and open to different stuff yeah. right we're seeing it um and so there's um again that's the capitalist in me like see carpe yeah. what is what's carpe what what are we not carpe diem but like <laughs> carpe <laughs> pandemum <laughs> 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 we should tagline that <laughs> we should yeah and i got boobs i, I hope somebody hashtag that earlier <laughs> i think that's already a rosebud i swear to you i feel that's already a rosebud but it's it, it's true, you know, and I, I agree with you 100% because even for us, you know, for us, COVID-19 actually changed our business to really pivoting into focus on enterprise. And it's been a, it's brought a world of opportunity to us from investment interest to even just more so focus in terms of how we're executing. And I think what's so powerful about shifts like this that we're all experiencing is that we're experiencing it together. 
you know, even even with you and you building the business, but also us now all being remote workers, probably for the rest of our life. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like, that everyone's going that together through as a collective humanity. And I love what you said about how can we be more compassionate to each other? And, you know, I would love for you to share a little bit more about like, you know, how compassion has really drove a lot of your leadership style and how you've cultivated your team. And, you know, you, you continue to lead to this point. Well, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> remind me to help you afterwards with investor stuff. I have a big network, so we'll, we'll talk later. Okay, cool. Uh, number one. Um, and, you know, I think that wild horse scenario that we talked about, like, so Candice Leopold was my first radio boss. And um, boy, she let me just be myself. And myself is not pretty. And I, I always, and I'm embarrassed about it sometimes, you know. <laughs> um, but I think about that. So one of the things I tell my team all the time, especially the new hires, um, is that I trust you to be, to be whoever you are to make mistakes. So as the worst F up you can make, I know it was going to be just fine, right? That's why I chose you specifically to be on this team. And when when you give someone that permission and that kind of trust, like, because you have to fail to get better. Yeah. You have to, right? And you have to be in a place where they're allowing you to fail. Now, like I was in radio, I cracked the mic overnights every night. So that was like 100% live permission to fail all the time, right? And I was really lucky because that doesn't really happen anymore. And they knew it. And like, no one was judging me. They were just le letting me have the time to, to learn. And so, by the way, I also air checked myself every day, right? So that means you record your voice, you record your show and listen to it every day. And like, this is something I try to tell the team to do as well. Like, because you'll never, the best way to improve a demo or a phone call <laughs> is by recording it and listening because you get so embarrassed right away, right? Yeah. You hear all your mistakes right that self you know self-examination and now for the sales tools that do that yeah <laughs> record everything and actually have data on what was your conversation what are the transcripts i love those tools <laughs> it's true right i mean it's it's so it's remember when we used to hear ourselves on a on a um answering machine remember yeah. that <laughs> like, exactly like. <laughs> I was like oh my god um but i think that's super important and then the other thing we, we were thinking about recently was so um both Chris and Lauren were asked to be guests on other people's podcasts and both of them were so nice. They came to me and asked me if it was okay. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, God, yeah, because I do these all the time. I do it for lead gen. Let's be honest. Like, I'm not just trying to be a nice person here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to be interesting for you, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, this is about building the movement. You talk, you do engagement. Yeah, right. Exactly. And like, why should they do it? They're interesting people as well. Like they, you can't have. Chris is super interesting. I love Chris. <laughs> Chris is great. He's so great. Like, so Gary, actually Gary V said this, like, you know, in, to me specifically when I was there, we were talking about um, you, you're like, I'm on the, um, we're selling the magazine and I'm on the cover, right? Which is what his deal is at the same time, right? You're doing the same thing, right? And that makes it easier because that means you have marketing built in and you, and you know that, you know, the value of that. Mm -hmm. But then I, I thought, well, like, what if Lauren was on the cover? What if Chris was on the cover? Then we can do more. We can scale that way, right? It doesn't need to be me. <laughs> Yep, yep. And, and you know, what I love is because and, and we're really focused on that within guys, talent, branding. And you all have an amazing brand and it's only getting better because you all have the social um, social AI tool that <laughs> allows you to one, automate it, but also collectively do it together. And I think that's really what's powerful about, you know, when, when I think about how you all are, are really actually taking over, in my opinion, 
and really showcasing people like this is the future of where social media management is going to go, especially in terms of how do you have your brand stay relevant and you're actually leveraging all everything within your content archives, right? And even given what's going on with COVID, everything shifted back to online. So a lot of media companies, a lot of brands now have to invest in more so content generation, their blogs. How do you scale that, right? And, you know, it's it's interesting because lately is how you scale that, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, come sell for me. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we built it so that you could do what I did for Walmart all by yourself with and for less less money right yeah, yeah. No, that's powerful that's powerful okay you know i would love for you to share what's your one powerful takeaway for our guy community on how they can lead their movements similar to you and, and lately um i think that golden rule it's so simple but like if you remember the golden rule then that's that we're that's that's everything right like so you know um my my co-founder steve actually taught me this um mm. shout out to steve Yes, yeah, Steve is great. So one thing he he taught me, he probably doesn't even know this, is like, you know, I'm a stickler, Tim, and I'm I am bossy. Um, and I, my number one pet peeve is asking twice. I hate that because then it's not off my list. It's back on my list, you know. And I have to, you know, that's the whole reason I trust you is like to take it away from me. Um, but when you when someone is not ha- is not performing well, um, the first thing to do instead of to correct them on their non non performance, like if it's a repeatable thing, like something is up, you know, is to actually sit back and think something's going on in their life. To call them and just ask them, "Hey, how are you? How's your family? What's happening?" Because almost always that's the case. Something bigger is happening, and they, they just you just need to acknowledge that. And that I I mean I'm not amazing at doing that. I really try to remember that. Um, but I, when I have remembered that it really just changes the conversation and it gives me empathy and sympathy, obviously. Um, and it gives, hopefully it gives them, I mean, they can tell me later, um, the comfort to know, I mean, our, like the reason our Slack channel is fun is because we, we do talk about each other's lives. Um, you know, Chris, um, Chris posted on, um, Chris's dad committed suicide, uh, a number of years ago. And he shared a story of that recently on our, we have a customer Slack channel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now that there's not a lot of companies where people would do that, but no. Chris, Chris can do that at lately. Cause he knows this is a safe place and he knows it's a, it's an important place that we want him to, he wants to help prevent that from the world. Like he wants to help other people obviously not commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And times like this too. Right? Yeah, of course. Right. So like, that's, that's the thing that, uh, I think about a lot is like, how can we, it's about compassion. Again, this is not, this is all about, we all just want to be the best humans we can be. And in order to be the best human you can be, you need to strive for perfection. You don't have to be perfect. You strive for it. That's like standard human, you know, since the dawn of time. Right. And so in order to, to have a clear path there, you need to um, be, be supported you know, you need to have the permission to fail, of mm. course, like to be all the things, the warts and all kind of scenario, right? And and um, there's an aim. The aim, again, isn't just like fluffy, fluffy, yeah, you all get an award. Like, yeah. you know, that's not it. Um, but the, the aim is to make you the best at your job. So it's to make Chris the best salesperson I can, to make Lauren the best, best head of growth I can, right? Like, that's, I want them to make me the best CEO that I can possibly be. 
That's so powerful. That's so powerful, Kate. Man, it's it's so it's so honor. It's such an honor to have you know such an wonderful, amazing leader on our show. And I'm begging you, please come back. <laughs> we would Thanks. love to have you back on the show. And then more importantly, you know, keep leading your movement with, with lately and changing the world. And know that you have a collective of people who have your back, you and the team's back. And shout out to the entire lately team who is engaging and showing us love on this live live episode. And shout out to the God community as well, who is a part of Lately's movement. Shout out to Anki who said, it's a new era. It's a new era. And Lately and God are leading it together. And one, I want to show love to Mrs. Turo. Lauren, I'm really starting to master the entire ranks. Smile. Smile with your eyes. The smiles. <laughs> the smile. I love it. 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 Thank you. Lauren. <laughs> And Lauren also says they talk about their birds too in the lately Slack channel. Oh, yeah. I wish I was in your Slack channel. You know, really quickly, actually, on, what is one super unique thing about lately's culture? Um, we are totally un PC, and HR would sue me in a second. <laughs> Seriously. That's why you're a startup. <laughs> That's why we're a startup. But it's the warts and all thing, right? Like, yeah. I can't not be myself. Yeah. Tim, I can't yeah. not be my t myself, and and that's why I don't work for corporate because it doesn't work, you know. So, my staff has to be the kind of people that I can go with the flow. Like, I mean, Silicon Valley. Sorry, just to say this. So, I was I was um, a friend of mine, an investor has been coaching some some wannabe, not wannabe in a good way, like some some future um, investors, some young young college kids who who are doing who want to do that. So that he's been having me on to like give them like the insight of like what it's really like. And of course I'm warts and all with them, you know, and, and I do swear and, and give them the whole kind of thing. And so they, he was like, all right, we were just talking the other day about that scene in Silicon Valley where I forget somebody is like hitting on somebody and he creates an app for her and this and that. And I was like, Oh my God, that was a great scene. I was like laughing. And he's like, well, we took it very seriously. Sexual harassment in the worst place, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what would you do? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I mean, no one should ever feel uncomfortable or hostile, as I said before. Like that's, but that's not what that scene was about. Like you guys are killing the mojo. And my, I just said to them, I was like, guys, like, what's most important is like to think about to take the context out of, of things, whatever it is. Like first of all, assure everybody feels safe. That's there's no, I'm not saying any of that, but like to also look at the scene, look at the scenario, and like, you know. If you can't find a smile in most things, mm. I mean, that's going to be a tough life for you, right? Like whatever, whatever it is. Um, so it was funny. They were, they were laughing at me and I was like, you know, again, just to give you the insight into startup life, like it's, mm. it's a wild ride. You got to be able to, I mean, my staff sleeps here once, uh, once a year, they come, we do an overnight and they all sleep downstairs in the living room. Wow. I mean, and some of us are 52. Some of us are in our 30s. Yeah. Like, it's not like, <laughs> it's crazy, you yeah. know? But, like, that's not something you could do at IBM. Yeah, that's team. Like, that's team. Yeah, that's a team. What's a warts and all? Like, they've seen me in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> no makeup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've Whatever. seen worse. I might have farted even. I might have. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, it's truly a pleasure. You know, I love Thank how authentic you. you are, and more importantly, where can our amazing guy can where can people follow the 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 lately movement? Oh, my mom is gonna be so embarrassed. <laughs> we got coming up in, in, in the Pike 
you know, in <laughs> this year and next year, what's going on with you all? Um, yeah, so we've been working with um, an integration with OpenAI and our AI tech team to create um, a version of Lately where you can like literally push buttons to get different moods or different vibes. So the AI will like rewrite the text um, a certain way. Um, certain style, we call it stylistic best practices. So it could be to sound like me or it could be to sound like you, um, stuff like that. So that's pretty wild and cool. Yeah, that's really wild, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I'm excited to try it out. And I can't wait to be onboarded to Lately. So definitely onboarding as soon as possible, Chris. With that said, Kate, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Guide Live. You know, we're going to take you out to a song by Mahalia called Regular People. All right, Kate, it's been a pleasure. All right, talk soon. <laughs> Peace.
song is called Stickin' featuring Masego and Ben Jess. First time hearing it. Let me know what you think. I can see the signs. Something is Baby, I'm still be here, 
I hope you all enjoyed my lovely afternoon episode with the amazing Kate from Lately. Please check out their movement. And thank you so much for tuning in and joining, joining us and having her share a little bit more about her journey as an entrepreneur. It's not easy. So if you definitely want to be a part of Lately's movement, you know, definitely understand that the work that they're doing is beyond fantastic. And more importantly, it's changing the way we're going to think about social media in the next five to 10 years to come. So definitely check out Lately.ai. Lately.ai is an amazing, amazing, amazing tool. And more importantly, you know, with what Kate said, be compassionate. Be compassionate in what you're doing. And if you really want to build a movement around something that you're really passionate about, develop the grit. And it really comes from an internal place. With that said, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow in the morning for sure. Please tell a friend to tell a friend if you are in Oakland please tell a friend to tell a friend. And more importantly, if you're going to be tuning in tomorrow, make sure you come ready with peace, love, and abundance. All right. Talk to you soon.
twisting it up. On that case job, ooh, I'm living it up. All that slicker in my cup, got my energy up. I'm in the middle with a cup, and the fingers is up. Okay, I came with the heat like a summertime season. Why you had to do it like that for no reason? A bathroom break, cause I think I need a breathe. But you ain't ready to leave yet. Watch me, me. Saying you don't love me back, you didn't settle for my love. I deserve you more than the girl next door. Don't wanna settle for nothing. I think that we have a something. It's just my love. 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 It's Just move. 
centre du monde. C'est pour que je commence déjà à parler la première fois qu'on se parle. Yeah. 